0: Welcome to Talking, Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You dropped in our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager, and today's episode, The Coffee.
1: The Coffee. Mm. Very good. I like coffee. I know you do.
0: And what's even more surprising is you read this episode before we sat down. I did. How exciting is that?
1: It doesn't always happen. Does not always happen. Sometimes we just go with the flow. Absolutely. Uh, but I trust your, uh, when you come up with an idea, I just trust it. And usually it and it's it's a loose enough framework that we can go where we go. And yet it's a strong enough framework that holds us to the topic. So, uh, uh, so we'll see how this one goes now that I'm prepared. <laughs> it could be a whole different situation. It just could be.
0: So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We've both been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're also going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think we'll have a good discussion today.
1: Yeah, I think this one's going to be good too. Yeah, I agree. Looking forward to
0: it. We'll see if preparation is our downfall. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. So the Coffee. Many of us have various meetings, conversations, dress downs, and other types of interactions, and you may at times experience some or all of the following. It seems always formal, especially with the manager. There is always an agenda. It's like someone is speaking down to you. It can be a very one-way experience. Where are you in this conversation? So what's up, Greg? How important is this subject, and how
1: does this affect our relationships and the work environment? One of the things that I found recently is our lives are so jam-packed. So as a result of that, it seems that everything is planned. So speaking of me planning, preparing for this, it almost seems that all of these interactions that managers have with their folks have... A very focused purpose, and normally is to get something done, or to have a conversation, or to move something forward, or 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 tackle an issue. Uh, and what's really interesting when I read this one, I thought, you know, one of the things we're finding is that what people want is connection. What people want is just have a kind of a relationship of uh, with the folks you work with. Uh, a deeper understanding of who I am and what's important to me. They 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 want to feel connected to something bigger, and so when a manager overplans things, and planning is good. Sometimes you got to have those meetings where where you do have a topic, uh, but even in those planned sessions, creating space for dialogue is so important. But it's even better just to have a conversation with an intention of just being fully present and seeing what's going on. You know, there's so many issues out there with regards to mental health issues and different uh, stressors that are happening in the workplace right now. And sometimes it's just important to grab a coffee, uh, build relationship get connected you know almost every podcast that we have we talk about the first and most important thing is to know your people and the coffee can be a beautiful opportunity to just create some space to know your people and if it does have a purpose um make sure that you give space for the person to be a part of the conversation versus just a download and and it's not really anybody's fault it's just sometimes we get so busy we only have so much time so we want to make this meeting effective so it ends up being more of a download uh, and not really a dialogue and uh, hey if you're going to be in present together i mean we're not together a lot we're on the phones were on zoom these days so if you actually have a chance to have coffee make it meaningful make those connections meaningful because that's what will create those connections uh, that will tie someone to an organization meaningfully so so
0: I put this conversation kind of three different buckets the first one is Uh, we have spent 114 episodes talking about being planful and having a good conversation. And this isn't taking away from that. Mm -hmm. The second bucket is um, there's times when a conversation, you know, you take somebody to the cafe and you just have a coffee. There's certain types of conversations where that just goes down a lot better. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're mentoring the person, maybe you're uh, giving them some uh, critical feedback in just a different environment uh, where that you have that connection and people know that you know what you're saying to them is meant to help them, is ha- to help them grow and develop. And the third bucket is what I call the random or just it happens type of conversation. I used to work at a financial regulator and about the last year, year and a half or so before I retired. The building we were in, in the lobby, had a bunch of chairs and couches and uh, tables wrapped around poles and stuff like that. And I would often set up there for about an hour or two. And I had more random meetings with people, people I had to talk to or I wanted to connect with. And in an hour and a half, I could probably have eight or nine people and have these conversations and things that I wanted to talk to them about or just wanted to connect with them about was dealt with. Like, how many meetings would I have to schedule to be that efficient? And because they're random or spontaneous... People just come into those conversations with just a different spirit, a different approach, different attitude. And I found it very efficient, very connecting. And I got to have a conversation with somebody, got to arrange something, you know, talk about something that happened. And it was just so efficient. And in terms of the connection, you just can't beat it. So those are the three buckets I have. We're not taking back all 114 episodes that we've done so far because those things are important. This is just something a little different.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I love that because uh so right now in the hybrid or remote workspace, one of the uh, the large conversations that's going on right now is that if you're going to come together, come together for a purpose. And so I'd love that idea that when you're in the office, uh uh hold an open space for those um those dialogues, those off the cuff kind of conversations that people would want to have because if i'm coming and i'm having a couple of those conversations with my manager just kind of popping by and grabbing a coffee and sitting on the couch and having those conversations those are going to be meaningful um and 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 they are things that we're missing right now we don't have those uh water cooler call them water cooler or couch conversations where you can just do that so i love that and i i would agree that uh, uh, every conversation is purposeful um, and i also think that when possible if you're getting together beginning with hey here's what i'm hoping for this conversation up front is also a good thing you no know, it doesn't have to be you know but that that upfront might be hey just hanging out what's on your mind what's going forward you know what those things or it might be hey Today for our conversation I want to make sure this and I want to have this conversation to kind of set it up. But so you can be plot uh, thoughtful, plotful, be thoughtful. That's planful and thoughtful together. That's a new word, plotful? I get, I get it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I make up words every once in a while. But you can be thoughtful in in every conversation, but just don't get too detail oriented. You know, sometimes you have to You know, you have only uh, 10 minutes and you grab someone and say, listen, I only have 10 minutes, but there are three really important things that I need to share with you and to get your quick feedback on. Those things have to be crisp and focused and sometimes might be a little one-sided. But those are few and far between. Um, The other two that you talked about are awesome. Yeah, I really like the spontaneous conversation, especially when you're
0: uh, trying to encourage somebody, uh, mentor them or affirm them and maybe skill sets or things that they've done. I always appreciate it when people talk to me that way. And I certainly took every opportunity, especially in those last two or three years that I was working for the financial regulator, did it all the time, sit there and talk to somebody and, and just recognize their skills or something that they've done and, and just connect with them. I think it's very impactful because those types of conversations were very impactful to me in my development.
1: Well, oh, it's interesting because I do remember a couple times that you and I met and I think we grabbed uh, a couple of conversations in that lobby. And you're right. It was just uh, it was a great space because people were coming in and out and they'd look over and they'd pop over and they'd just check in and and uh it was it was kind of a neat space. Even the walk by wave is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's connecting. It it, it is being part of something.
0: We might have to rename this one, the connection, but I, I think we'll, we'll just keep it with the coffee. Mm.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So down to common sense, what are some common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation or to relate in this way? Not every conversation needs to be across the desk or in the office.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I would say most conversations should not be across the desk. You know, there's lots of good guys. People like it though. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it creates blockages, you know? So even if you're in your office, um, if you happen to have a side table i used to always have almost every office i had i had a side table and every conversation happened at the round table or to your point in two chairs and a little side table in the side so you could actually have a conversation there is some power in that openness um that we're all on the same playing field kind of thing where if you have the desk you know or the higher chair where you sit above someone those kinds of things just be thoughtful on even how the setup is for your conversations.
0: And I'm not saying that that across the desk thing, there isn't appropriate times for that, but it uh, kind of feeds into the next point, which is what is the purpose of this conversation? Is it, you know, you're telling somebody, listen, you did something wrong, this is the expectation, or is it one of those, uh, connection conversations where you 're mentoring somebody, affirming them uh telling them that they did a great job, and you just take the opportunity when you see them. really important that you decide what is the purpose of this conversation
1: yeah, clarity is so important, and again, in most of our podcasts, we talk about the importance of that, and uh you know if you have ongoing conversations with if this something isn 't something new with your staff then then um they're gonna they're gonna know but but um if you don't meet with them, boy, it's so important to say up front what why you're gathering, but even if you do meet on a regular basis, it's just really crisp to say, "Hey, halister, thanks for coming in. I just wanted to grab some time to catch up to see how things are going, or um I wanted to really uh get a little bit deeper into this project that we're working on, you know, or whatever it is, just declare it up front because then it allows me as the other person in the conversation to start thinking about what I can bring and what are the most important things I want to share.
0: And one of the questions I have written here that I think you need to take off the table because then it informs the rest of the conversation is, is this a directive type conversation? Now I come from a paramilitary background. So for me, this, you know, taking this off the table, turns the conversation into something else. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those questions we need to ask ourselves. Am I here to tell somebody what to do or tell them what not to do? If you can take that question kind of off the table, it's a different type of conversation.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I was in a conversation today and I was talking to someone who uh, is trying to move forward a major shift in an organization. And uh, they've discovered that, um, you know, there's 50% of the people that really aren't on board with it. And so we had the conversation around there's some things that there is no discussion you know, that if we have to do it, you know, regulatory or a specific situation or we have no control over it or no influence whatsoever. So better to say that up front. Hey, listen, you know, uh, this is something that we don't have a choice that we've got to do it. We might have a choice on how we approach it or do something like that. But again, be. sometimes there are things that are directive and just saying it up front where where there is opportunity for dialogue and discussion. Also say that up front.
0: And sometimes an unstructured shot is a good thing, even if you can't measure it.
1: Mm, Yeah. Well, it's again this, uh, you know, retention um, and even productivity. There are some really great new pieces of research that are coming out around the uh, importance of belonging, being heard, being seen, and being connected. And often those things come out of conversations that are are unstructured. It's just allowing the flow to go a bit and really being curious about what that other person's saying.
0: And do we make the space for someone else to determine where the conversation goes? You know, there's this control thing as managers, as a leader that we sometimes bring into a conversation. And maybe it's a good idea sometimes just to let that go.
1: Well, and uh, yeah, it's so interesting because often it's, it's really just as a result. Sometimes it's efficiency, right? Listen, I don't have time to really have this conversation. I've got a gazillion things on my plate. I was talking to someone today and they were saying that, uh, you know, really they're at 150% capacity right now. So when you're at 150% capacity, you don't want conversations to drag on sometimes, but it's often in that holding that space where the real diamonds, you know, begin to shine. So you're right. It is, uh, if you can find space to allow some, uh, a fuller conversation, it is usually richer. And do you have
0: an area inside or outside the office where people can just chat? Uh, I went down a rabbit hole a couple of years ago. I was kind of in charge of where people sit and stuff like that. I had a certain influence over it and I ended up on YouTube Looking at all these uh, different types of offices out there, you know, ones with phone booths and areas where people can chat, you know, concentrating, concentrated rooms and all this stuff. And it really started me thinking not only about physical space, but how we approach each other in conversation. And so do we have those less stressful uh, areas where people can go and chat, you know, whether it's in the lobby, sitting at a, on a couch, you know, and having a conversation with somebody or going to a coffee shop. Do we have those areas within our, our the space that we control or in the you know the, the environment around us? Do we have spaces like that where we can just have a connecting
1: conversation? I agree. you know it's interesting because probably 20 years ago, when I was at Campbell Soup, we redid the offices, and this was early days of, I mean, there. this is back in the days where there were, you know, those cubicles that, that were like dungeons that, uh, you know, people kind of did that. And we, row, so, upon row upon row upon row. Yeah, exactly. And so we were thoughtful, and it was really about... Uh, It was actually a thoughtful design of how do we connect people and bring them together, and we did what you're talking about. We had the phone booths. We had multiple different sizes. We had little pods that if people worked together that they could actually spin their chair and kind of uh, with each other and putting together, or you could go to the private. And it was so powerful. But sometimes you also need to go outside. Um, And that could be a walk. You know, one of the most powerful things is just, uh, uh, Campbell Soup was down by Lake Ontario, right by the lake, and there was a beautiful old, old, old houses down there. And often the best conversations happen during a walk. A little bit of exercise, keep things moving, and there was a a certain presence happening. So sometimes it's not even a place, it's a walk. And
0: you sometimes have to think about, is there a small group angle to this as well? Is it is it just you know two people talking, or can this include other people you know sitting around in a more casual environment, just having a conversation? Sometimes it's unstructured, sometimes maybe you do have a bit of an agenda or you have an idea about something that you want to talk about. But is there a small group angle to this as well?
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, the, again, at Campbell Soups, I introduced something called uh, Discovery Dialogues. And Discovery dialogues where you could tap anybody on the shoulder and go into one of those small collaborative spaces. And the idea was the owner of the Discovery Dialog had a, an idea that they were brewing and wanting, wanted to be, add, add, bring people in to add ingredients to it. And the deal was you, you, anyone could bring up anything uh, and the owner would use it or not. The, the key was they were going to be influenced because just by hearing it, it's going to shape the idea and move it forward. But it was so powerful because then what people would do is they would look for people outside their normal space. And it was powerful because you get someone, uh, you know, like from the, a marketing team would get a couple of folks from the plant to come in and share some thoughts and ideas. And really great ideas because they work with the product every day so uh really having those spaces that are a little broader that can tap into are also uh uh, beautiful opportunities for you know energy and also ideas
0: and the next one i think we've talked about all i don't know why i put it number eight but we'll just say it anyway because i think it's important it probably should have been after number one but Maybe there is a topic or a way to address a topic that doesn't have to be across the desk. And maybe that's just a question we need to ask ourselves sometimes that, you know, do I need to be in that power position, that that position of authority over somebody, or can it be handled another way? I think we've already talked about it, but I wrote it down, so I figured it must have been important.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I th- I think this links with the next one, make people feel comfortable. And that's being thoughtful not only about the topic, but the location that you're going to have the conversation because that can be really, really important. Because sometimes you need a more private area. If it's a more serious conversation where it might get emotional, you need to have a space for that. Uh, yeah,
0: Box of clinics as well. Box
1: of clinics as well, those type of things. So just really being you know, thoughtful with whatever this connection is. Um, uh, being thoughtful not only on what you're going to say, but the space in which you're saying it.
0: So as employees, there's uh, some things that we can probably bring to the table as well. An informal chat is a great way for you and your boss to get to
1: know each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we've always said this: uh, initiate it. You know, invite your boss out for coffee. Say that I'm uh, I'm just going to go to Starbucks. Uh, do you want to uh, Do you want to come with me? Uh, there's a couple things I would love to throw 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 your way to have some discussion. And and equally be clear up front as to what you're going to be talking about. And I'm not sure if that's on the list, although I did pre-read it at uh, least. Uh, but do the same thing, like br- really give that clarity of what you're talking about. So it allows you to get the best out of your manager uh, in in that time together.
0: And a small group conversation in a more informal setting is something to take advantage of. I've always benefited from these things. I I just think it, it just, the ideas flow better. People feel more comfortable. Why not?
1: Yeah, that's why, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know, mixed emotions about open concept. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's really hard for people um, because you can't concentrate. And this is where I like the multiple areas. Like if you have a small private area, if I've got me time, really focused, deep research, things I need to do, I'm going to go find one of those quiet spaces. Concentrator time. Concentrator time, for sure. But um, open spaces allows you to um, to connect more, to be a part of things, to, uh, to engage in a conversation, maybe outside the, your area of expertise.
0: And I think, you know,
1: People often
0: complain about open concept, but you, you just have to steward that situation. You know, be thoughtful about it. I need to look at these spreadsheets for three hours. Then you go to the concentrator area, you go into a phone booth or you, where whatever your place has. You know, maybe you need to go for a walk and think about something. Maybe you need to be in a, a, a conference room with a bunch of other people with a whiteboard and talking it out. I think in those situations, some people go, oh, we like it, we don't like it. There's literature either way. The reality is if that's where you find yourself, you have to steward that situation
1: the right way. Yeah, you know, the, the, best, the best organizations these days are actually having those upfront conversations to say, okay, what is best done by yourself without others? What is best done um, uh, remotely what, but with others? What is best done together in person uh, with others? Uh, so, you know, almost having those conversations up front. And then the second layer is who's the person? Because, you know, there are some people that are extroverts, some people that are introverts, some people that are uh, are real detail-oriented, some people that are not detail-oriented. Taking into consideration our unique differences is also important with regards to it. But, you know, have those general kind of frames of where, where uh, and what spaces are best for what things, and then make sure you have enough flexibility for the differences in individuals.
0: And in these conversations... Things can be awkward at first. You just have to get over it. You know, we all, we're all different people. You find yourself in different situations. You just have to accept that sometimes it's a little awkward at first.
1: Yeah, we have different styles and different approaches and, you know, going for coffee is sometimes not the most comfortable thing in the world, um, but find ways. Like I said, the walking one is a perfect one because, you know what, walking gives you that uh, a connectivity, but you don't, it's not as awkward because you're, you're moving and that type of thing and you can still be focused. So that's a good one with regards to it. But uh, the more you do it, the less awkward it is because you're building relationship. And so it becomes more um, just relaxed.
0: And it's a great opportunity to let them know what you want or what you're interested in. Quite often, you know, I've had a conversation with somebody. I find out they're interested in something like, I wish I'd known that like 18 months ago. I had something that came up. You would have been a perfect fit for it. It's use these opportunities, you know, appropriately to say that, hey, listen, I'm interested in that or, you know, whatever it is.
1: else are they going to know yeah and the younger generation is much better at this than we are Uh, our the older generation of not really you know expressing what you need so so they they're doing more of this but again it's being clear up front saying hey alistair I'd like to grab a coffee. I'm just thinking about what I want to do in some of the areas, and I just want to kind of share some thoughts with you and pick your brain. That might be all it is, but again, that sets the tone for what it is, and then you can have that conversation. But when you get the chance, to your point, how many times has have we not known about somebody's background that they would have been a perfect fit or interest in something? and uh, Because your boss gets busy. You know, they have lots going on sometimes. So you own responsibility for sharing both what you need and uh, um, what you're interested in. I remember I was in a, a frog unit. I was in there for like a six-month training
0: position. And near the end, uh, somebody brought in some food. We're sort of sitting around the office and that. And we're, you know, one of the older people, more experienced people said, do you like it here? I go, yeah. And so a couple of, their, of the more experienced people were sitting there. They went, uh, well, you're done You know, at the end of next month. Do you want to come back? Yeah, 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 I want to come back. And so one of them was moving on to another position. And I. it was decided that I was going to get that person's position after breakfast that day, sitting around the office, mm. just talking about mm. things. These things are, 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 you know, they're gold mines sometimes. And it, it goes into the next point. Listen, it might be helpful. You don't know what's going on. And if you sit there and, and you're listening to, you know, what your boss or more experienced people are saying, it's amazing what you hear. I got a job by sitting there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you, you may not even be comfortable at that point being an active participant, but still you can be an active listener. And in that, discover all kinds of different things that will help uh, you be more successful. Yeah, that's a great point.
0: Wrap up, Greg. Yeah. We're smoking today.
1: Holy mary. We are. We are. Well, you know what? This is just uh, the power of connectivity. Like you say, this is called coffee. And so those tea drinkers out there, we're not being biased. I'm one of them. You're one of them. You could, it could be a tea, but it's really just about the power of connection and the opportunity to um, really leverage, especially as we're coming back together. We're not spending a lot of time back in a main shared office space, but when you are there boy this is a great opportunity to connect cuz it's not the same connecting one on one in zoom it's okay to have a coffee on zoom and have a conversation that's still it's not the same no. it's not the same it's still it's still valuable but it's more valuable actually to uh, grab a coffee go for a walk um, grab a lunch, uh, just sit around the, the couches in the open space and, and, and throw ideas around, have a discovery dialogue, whatever you call it in your organization. It's a beautiful thing to do. And just as we come back, um, really, this is an opportunity for managers and, and team members to really maximize the use of those connections. I love
0: all the things we've talked about in the past about you know structured interviews and talking to people. I think it's really, really important. But I love the spontaneity, the randomness of, of what I've enjoyed as a, as a manager, especially at a financial regulator where I had so many good conversations with people that weren't planned. I, like I knew I needed to talk to them or I see them, I go, oh yeah, I need to talk to Greg about that thing. So many of the good things that happened that I experienced in work and stuff like that we're just taking advantage of these situations like, where are you going? I'm going for a coffee. Me too. Hey, we need to talk about something. And just have that conversation, walking to go get a coffee, sitting on a bench somewhere and talking for a few minutes. Those moments are priceless. And I've benefited from them and other people have benefited from talking to me in those situations. The opportunity to affirm people, to mentor them a little bit, to you know maybe give them some you know, advice that nobody else has given them, golden.
1: Yeah. And you know what? We've been talking a lot about when it's in physical and physically together, it's better. However, you can still find creative ways to do it. I know a couple of folks that go for a walk once a week. They're in in different continents but they go for a walk once a week and they they put on their headset and they walk along and they talk about things or they'll go for a coffee and they're in different cities so they'll grab a coffee and uh, they'll have a chat but it's again that change in atmosphere it's a change in atmosphere and it's not it's not scheduled it sometimes it's scheduled but it's 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 less formal and it's less structured and uh, so if you aren't, if you're in a fully remote organization, there's still ways to do this and uh, um, take advantage of it and be proactive.
0: You just have to be open to it, think about it, and you have to uh, put people as a valuable thing, mm-hmm. right? It isn't just about the tasks sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it, it's about the people. Sometimes the conversation doesn't do anything to push the, the task forward. Mm-hmm. It's just about connecting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it deepens the relationship. I agree 100%.
0: So listen, um do you have anything else? I do not. You are very well prepared. See?
1: So there's some good learnings here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so listen, uh we hope that some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. We hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry, but Greg, your uh I think your philosophy lands well again on this episode.
1: Yeah, we I always I share in every episode a uh, great learning that I was gifted by uh, my first coach. And she said that uh, when we got together, there were things that were going to bring me joy. And there are normally the things where I'm making traction or really resonated with me. And there are also going to be things that are a little crunchy, actually, that, that might make me feel a little peeved. And those are normally things which I um, I maybe haven't done or maybe things that I hadn't yet experienced or maybe things that I, I didn't think would work at first. um. But we'd encourage in both situations that these are great opportunities for learning. Definitely joy allows you to do more of, but those crunchy things, pause, reflect, and see what that opportunity might be for you, because uh, there's some good learning there as well. And we hope that happened here as well.
0: I'm going to ask the question again. Who are you talking to? Greg and I aren't experts in anything. I mean, we have some experience, some of it good, some of it bad, some of it was us being bad. mm mm-hmm. But who are you talking to about these things and talking about these topics? And, and you know, if we stir something up, who are you talking to about it? Mm-hmm. Shout out, Greg.
1: Sure, sounds good.
0: This is a hyphenated name, Lutherville Timonium, Maryland, USA.
1: Maryland, USA. All right, on the coast. That is that is great. Um, uh,
0: it's just outside a big city. I can't remember whether it was
1: Baltimore or Washington. But right. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, uh, lots of, we've had some folks definitely from Virginia and along the East Coast. I'm not sure if that, we've had anyone from that specific uh, town.
0: Welcome. Welcome to the club. Now, um, I played a little bit on the the stats. And one thing I have not looked at is how many countries people have or are listening to us. So I think the last time we reported back, and I think it was on our, our website as well, was 22 countries mm. so the other day i counted it out 26 countries
1: wow it's kind of cool you know like and we've talked on the podcast a lot that although our experience is is mostly in canada and the united states uh the things that we talk about happen across the world because it's all about people and it's all about how do you create that space to be our best in the work environment. We spend a lot of time at work. So uh, I think that's why it it does resonate in any part of the world because these are all the similar things.
0: doesn't matter what your culture is, what language you speak. We all have to work together.
1: Mm-hmm. That's for sure.
0: I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. So uh, folks, thanks for hanging out with us. Take the time with the people you work with. I get, think that's very appropriate for this Mm-hmm session. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time.
1: Take care.